Oh. Are you? I am. Oh, no, you're not. I tell you, because old Quinn's been dead these eighteen months, and young Quinn nearly a year. Oh, said the beggar, and pondered. Who is the new owner? How should I know? You knew the original owner? Never you mind, said the constable, tired of arguing. It's time you moved along. Don't give me no trouble now. I'm not giving you any trouble, said the beggar. Please, move aside. The policeman was so startled by the request that he actually obeyed. The beggar nodded his thanks calmly and went into the shop. He moved so quickly that by the time the constable peered into the gloomy interior of the shop, the elder of the two men working there had begun to come forward. The constable pushed the door open an inch and was too astounded by what followed to interrupt at once. Good afternoon, sir, said the assistant, as courteously as to a millionaire. Can I help you? Good afternoon, replied the beggar. I am interested in the diamond displayed in the window. It is a wonderful jewel, sir, is it not? It is superb. I fully agree with you, said the assistant, a pale-faced man with white hair. He stood a head taller than the beggar, and appeared to be as deferential as he sounded. I do not think I have ever seen a finer. No, indeed, the faint rose tint. It's South American, I suppose, interrupted the beggar. That is so, early South American. Early? One of the original stones. The beggar's voice was reverent. Yes, one of those found when the Aztec treasure houses were looted during the Spaniards' first visit. We know its history for the last hundred and fifty years, but little before that. That's a pity, a great pity. It is indeed, agreed the white-haired man. I sometimes stand and look at it, and try to imagine what happened before European eyes fell upon it. It has been cut since then, of course. Yes, yes, beautifully cut. The constable could stand the strain no longer. He pushed the door open wide and entered heavily. The assistant looked round, murmured what might have been an apology to the beggar, and spoke clearly. Good afternoon, officer. I'm sorry to bother you, sir, rumbled the constable, but I was just wondering if this man is worrying you. Worrying me? Yes, sir. He didn't come to buy. The white-haired man smiled gently. Many people come without wanting to buy, officer. They do. A great many, yes. The constable looked at each man in turn. His expression hardened, and his tone became authoritative. Is he begging? Begging? You heard me. I assure you that you need have no cause for complaint said the white-haired man, his voice sharper. I appreciate your carefulness, and will tell Mr. Mannering of it when he arrives. I see. The constable hesitated, glared at the beggar, touched his helmet by force of habit, and said, You'd better be careful yourself. Thank you. Good day, officer. Good day, echoed the beggar with great satisfaction. The constable let the door slam, 
disappeared, took out his notebook, and wrote furiously. His description of the beggar was adequate. He went to the nearest police box and called his divisional station, reporting on recent events of the neighborhood in great detail. Duty done, he returned to keep an eye on Quinn's. Inside the shop, there was a long silence after the constable had gone. Then the beggar sighed. May I ask another question? By all means. What is the price of the diamond? I'm afraid that you have asked me something which I cannot tell you, said the old man. Mr. Mannering has not yet set a price upon it. If I judge Mr. Mannering's attitude correctly, he will sell only to a chosen client. And the price, well, the price will depend on the means of the client. I see. I should perhaps add that I do not think the price will be under...